Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, everybody, I'm Mark Shanowski, along with one of the NBA's most popular analysts, Stacey King. We're inviting you to join us on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. So join us every week here in the Hot Sauce studios where we'll be talking about basketball, football, MMA, entertainment, and unique viewpoints from a group of sports experts having a few brews. That's right. Listen up on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You can get the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app. You can watch us on 670 The Score's YouTube page. You can download, listen, and subscribe. Give us your feedback let us know what you think but dan you're exactly right you know here we are a couple days into free agency and the the david montgomery thing we'll get to in a moment but i've been a little surprised at how if the one thing has surprised me it's that the most glaring needs going in remain glaring needs and i feel like defensive tackle offensive tackle should have been number one and number one A on your priority list. And I understand you strike when you can, so you get the linebackers. And I understand that you might not have been able to get Mike McGlinchey if you identified him as a target, so you can't get everything you want. But as we sit here uh, on Wednesday night in uh, the first day, official day of the league year, and the Bears still have you know, weaknesses at both tackle spots, you're Ryan Poles and you feel you feel happy about what you've been able to accomplish, but committed to doing much more. And I think that's the way you feel as an observer. Uh, I'm not going to tell how fans how to feel because I think there's an, a euphoria that has swept over Chicago. And I understand that, but I still think there's a lot of work to do. I usually don't need the kind of reining in that I think I might need right now. And you're, you're right to remind me that I preached patience for the last three, four weeks going into this thing. The problem here is that, look, like we've got time, right? And Ryan Pohl still has time to fill out this roster. I think right now, as we sit here, there's 57 players under contract. you got 10 draft picks. You're going to bring in probably 10 to, to 15 undrafted free agency when the draft ends. And so you're looking at maybe a dozen more veteran free agent signings over the coming weeks. Well, they've got to come somewhere. And I looked this up three times today just to make sure I had this correct. But Ryan Poles was asked in January at the end of season press conference how much he could get done in one off season, understanding that there was a mountain of work. And he said, your priorities have to be the premium positions. And that's pass rushers, cornerbacks and offensive linemen. Right. And so to this point, we've added one situational pass rusher and Demarcus Walker, who most people in the league just go, huh? Eh, shrugsies and no corners and no offensive linemen. I mean, Nate Davis comes in as a guard, but he's not at the tackle position, which we, I think we identified as a need. And so when we go up Thursday morning to talk to Ryan Poles and get an overview of this, it's not just going to be a, hey, tell us about the new guys. It's going to be like, what do you see here that's allowing you to have the patience you have and how much work do you still need to do to get this roster fortified? So let's talk about that specific position offensive tackle for a moment because the guy at the center of the questions is Orlando Brown Jr. He was on yeah. ESPN on Wednesday afternoon, uh, NFL Live, I believe, and he addressed his status. I think he called the process a little weird. Uh, to me, he sounded a little bit, I don't want to say confused, but he, you know, he said a lot of things you expect somebody whose status is uncertain to say and to sound like, and he doesn't know where he's going to play. He didn't reveal too much about specific, specific teams that are involved. 
Dan, when it comes to Orlando Brown Jr. and Adam Schefter's contention that the league considers him a right tackle, he is insistent on playing the left side. Brian Baldinger told us on the Mullen Haas show that is what he wants to play. Ross Tucker reiterated that on Wednesday morning. Do you think the Bears are trying to wait this out? Ryan Poles trying to wait until Orlando Brown Jr. comes around. Do you know or have you heard how involved they are, if they are involved at all? I, I, I don't have much to that end, and it's been quiet on that end. I'm interested to learn that because, look, we've, we've documented that Ryan has one season of overlap in Kansas City with Orlando Brown. He should know the player. He should have open lines of communication. There should be easy ways to figure out, is this going to work or is it not going to work? And right now, um, everything just seems kind of stuck in a holding pattern, and we're all kind of waiting to see what happens. If Orlando Brown ends up signing in the next two or three days, one of the, one of the more notable free agent signings that came later than expected expected was Akeem Hicks. And I think that was 2016. And you were waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then it came and that guy turned out to be a pretty good difference making player for you for a while. And so you're hopeful on that. And that's why free agency is so uncomfortable because it's not on a schedule. Um, and so, so you just don't know when things are going to get to a resolution or whether they're going to go down a different road. Um, and until that happens, you just can't kind of get a sit pat. I, I think back to the Cubs and you would probably have more knowledge on this than I do, but there was like the four shortstops coming in this off season. And there was like that, that trepidation for a while, like, Oh my God, they're going to get shut out. They're going to get shut out. They're going to get shut out. And then all of a sudden they get a deal with Dansby Swanson and everybody breathed a sigh of relief and it felt better. Right. You know, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. I hadn't really thought of that, but you're right because there was the Correa, there was Trey Turner and you know, there, there, were, there was all this activity and all this noise and you're waiting and wondering. And the idea was like much like the Bears needing a, an offensive tackle. The Cubs were fixated on getting a shortstop, one of the top four. And that is a that's a good comparison. I, I think in time, the Cubs were able to get the deal that was maybe the most intelligent of the four deals. But I just don't know. Xander Bogarts was the fourth uh, shortstop, went to the Padres, yeah. who they overpaid for him. But that's part of free agency. I do wonder. And Correa wound up with five teams, right? Yeah, Correa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five teams. And the Bears may be able to get him before it's five, all said. Five done. teams and six specialists later, he he was back in Minnesota. So I, I wonder. I wonder if at the end of this, yeah, maybe the the if the Bears are satisfied with their free agent um, targets that as the Cubs were with theirs. This is going to be a very good offseason for Ryan Poles. It already is trending in that direction, but I, I do want to withhold judgment. That doesn't mean, again, you understand this better than I do, or we both kind of are, are in it together. Misery loves company. It's not being critical <laughs> of the job Ryan Poles has done. Quite the opposite. I think it, I commend him for the trade that he made. We both have been positive about that. He was aggressive off the get-go, but this is incomplete. It's like it is evaluating a movie. Yeah you know, about halfway through it. So let's wait and see because they do need an offensive tackle. They need to need a defensive tackle and they need help at the premium positions. And why do we think that? Because Ryan Poles told us that. Correct. And, and it, we'll see what he has to tell us on, on Thursday morning when he speaks in Lake Forest. And it'll be fascinating to, to see where that conversation goes. I had a, a call from someone uh, connected to the building earlier today who, who was kind of feeling me out on my, my reaction. He said, you know, it feels like you're not uh, all that high. I just said, I, I, I save my celebrations for actual achievement. And I just don't think they've achieved anything. It's really nice to say, oh, the Bears made all these signings. Well, yeah, of course the Bears were going to make all these signings because they had more holes than any team in the National Football League to fill. And so, of course, you were going to add starters. I don't know that anybody came into this week, um, you know, with highlight tapes of, of Nate Davis and Demarcus Walker and TJ Edwards on their on their social media pages. You know, like those weren't 
the names that, that people were were throwing out of the grand wish list. This was the year where you had almost $100 million in cap space to spend, and you were going to go out and make some some big ticket signings. That's I'm not being critical. I'm just saying, like, if you want to look at this roster and understand how much more needs to be done, particularly when you and I have talked about for, for months the trenches. You know, you, got, you, you need guys that can rush the passer and stop the run, and you need people that can protect your quarterback. And right now, I look at those positions, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm jarred at how little they have in terms of talent and depth at both of those or all three of those spots. Last thing for me in the offensive tackle uh, situation. Th- this is also part of why uh, I think it's important to to make continue to make this a priority and to stress this point because let's go back to during the season when one of the things that I think was an acceptable explanation for why Justin Fields was limited in the passing game, it was because he didn't have adequate protection. He didn't have the right weapons around him and that was used as rationale understandably so, for why maybe he struggled with accuracy, why he didn't have time to throw, why he didn't take that next step in the passing game. Well, next year is a big year for his development. Actually, the crucial year, because the Bears have protection, if he doesn't develop as much as they think he can, then they can move on. In order to do that, the same people that were clamoring for him to get help and for them to protect Justin Fields and to give him weapons, you can't now say it doesn't matter as much when Ryan Poles isn't going out and getting one of those guys to help protect Justin Fields, a left tackle or a right tackle, whatever side, get a tackle. So I think that's what we're doing. We're following the pattern. Okay, fine. You want to continue to develop your franchise quarterback. You've identified him as the guy. I would do that too. But now follow through. Even if you have to overspend and overpay, that's part of the reality of losing 14 games and getting yourself in this position. Your cupboard is bare. Start to refill it, even if it's a little expensive. Well, look, in our last episode, you were putting together the the schedule and the acts for the No Excuses Tour, right? right. No Excuses Tour can't get off the ground while there's still excuses. So we got to eliminate the excuses before we get to to September. And so now it's a a matter of figuring out what you can do in these value waves of free agency, figuring out what you can do in the draft. Look, like I go back to things that we were talking about in November and December. If you are, are attaching your hopes to the idea that Ryan Poles is going to get into the 2023 draft and hit 650. I don't know what to tell you because history will tell you that that is an outlier and and you're not going to have a draft that is going to get you long-term answers at all these positions. And so you better just try to find some, some, some competence. And, and, And the one thing that just, like I say, that just keeps jarring me is putting together the two deep depth chart at every position and eliminating the starters. And then looking at the second line and going, Oh my God, not only do they have starters to fill, but look at what the depth looks like. It's awful. Their depth right now on March 15th at, you know, almost five o'clock is awful it's not competitive and so they've got a long way to go to get themselves to a point where, where they have depth that means something all right there's a lot of things i want to get through quickly a couple of quick thoughts on, on each of them dan but i do want to update um you mentioned the no excuses tour i have a soft yes from kenny chesney to perform boys of fall okay before to okay. open for justin fields but it, it, it depends on how free agency goes so i'll let you know <laughs> kenny chesney though is, is a definite maybe on on the no excuses tour 